Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and we're doing a study all the way through the book of Revelation. And uh, in our study, we have uh, seen that chapters 6 to 18 describe a future time of worldwide judgment called the Day of the Lord or the Tribulation that starts immediately after the rapture of the church when Christ the Lamb who has purchased the earth rises up from his throne to start taking possession of it forcefully. He starts this by breaking the seven seals and opens the scroll which is the title deed of the earth and so he is establishing his right to move forcefully to take possession of the earth and this is the time this is the start of the time of wrath and that the judgments of this time will intensify through the seven trumpets and the seven bowls of wrath climaxing in the second coming of Christ to establish his kingdom on earth and and he does it in in he builds up the intensity because he wants as many people to be saved as possible um, so they get a clue uh, and repent uh, before things totally come to their climax. As each of the first six seals is opened in Revelation 6, God's hand of mercy and restraint is removed from each realm of the world system and that in turn then plunges that part of the world system into chaos. And these are the birth pains that Jesus talked about and they will continue and intensify until the end. After the first six seals are opened in quick succession by Christ at the start of the tribulation, there is an interval, perhaps a few months, during which God raises up the 144,000 who spearhead God's evangelistic outreach during the first half of the tribulation. And they're joined in that by the two witnesses ministering from the Temple Mount. And this will result in a great soul harvest that's described in Revelation 7. And then the seventh seal is opened in Revelation 8, which contains the seven trumpets, which are direct judgments from God and which represent an escalation of judgment. The seventh seal is opened, we've seen this, in response to the covenant that Israel makes with the Antichrist, putting her trust in the Antichrist rather than Christ. And this covenant marks the start of the 70th week, and that is the last seven years leading up to Christ's return. So again, the seventh seal is opened in response to this event on earth um, and that increases the level of judgment. Revelation 11 reveals the ministry of the two witnesses for this first half of the tribulation. They minister for 1,260 days, the first half of the 70th week. And this ministry includes announcing the first six trumpet judgments in advance, just before they happen. And that's why the world celebrates their death. The first six trumpets are described in Revelation 8 and 9. And then Revelation 10 is an interlude, marking the start of the mid-tribulation interval, during which many dramatic things happen. The event that brings the first half of the 70th week to an end is the death of the two witnesses at the hand of the Antichrist when he takes over the temple and breaks that covenant. And then the two witnesses are resurrected after three and a half days and they ascend into heaven. And this marks the end of the time of the seventh trumpet, oh, sorry, of the sixth trumpet. At this time, Antichrist seizes back the initiative uh, tries to at least by setting up the abomination of desolation and declares himself to be God and dedicating the temple to himself. And this is the signal for believers 
the believers in Israel to flee to Jordan in obedience to Jesus' command in Matthew 24, 15. Likewise, in Revelation 12, we immediately see the woman fleeing to a place of safety in Jordan where she'll be kept safe for three and a half years. We, that's verse 6. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. This fleeing woman is the believing remnant of Israel for only those who believe in Jesus will heed his warning to flee at the sight of the abomination. In response to, to Antichrist's desecration of God's temple, on the very same day God blows the seventh trumpet, which releases Michael and his angels to cast the d dragon and his angels down from their position of spiritual authority in the atmospheric heavens, so that now they're limited to the earth's surface. Revelation 12 then describes how the dragon tries to destroy this fleeing woman, but God delivers her so that she reaches her place of safety, where she'll be nourished and protected for three and a half times, a time is 360 days, so that's 1,260 days. That's the second half of Daniel's 70th week. Revelation 12:14 that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she's nourished for a time, times and half a time, from the presence of the serpent. We saw that Daniel 12 also describes the events at this time, and Daniel 12 also reveals how long this mid-tribulation interval is during which the woman makes her escape in Revelation 12, and that the Antichrist establishes his world dictatorship, which then lasts for 1,260 days. And that's Revelation 13. Let's read that. At that time, the day of the abomination and seventh trumpet, Michael will stand up to take action, casting the dragon and his angels out of the first heaven, as we saw. Michael will stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people Israel, and there shall be a time of trouble or tribulation such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. In other words, this, this moment marks the start of a unique time period that Jesus called the great tribulation, which will be worse than any other time, and which starts when Antichrist puts up the abomination in the temple and God blows the seventh trumpet. And then he continues, and at that time, your people, Israel, shall be delivered, everyone who's found written in the book, that is, believing Israel. And so, believing Israel will be delivered from the Antichrist by fleeing to Jordan with God's help. Now, the continuation of this prophecy in Daniel 12 gives timings that confirm that this is now mid-tribulation, with the final three and a half years left to run to the end. Daniel 12, 6 says, One said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? That is, how long will it take for all these things to be brought to their conclusion? Which, of course, is accomplished by the return of the Messiah. The first answer in verse 7 gives the time of Antichrist's world dictatorship as three and a half times, or 1,260 days, during which he'll persecute the holy people. That's... Israel and the Gentile believers. Let's read that. The man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time, that's 1,260 days, and when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. See, Antichrist is given 1,260 days of world dictatorship, during which time he will persecute the Jews, like Hitler, only worse, 
And this time will be concluded when Israel's stubborn pride and unbelief will be completely broken, shattered. And as a result, they then put all their trust in Christ. Then he will return to save them at their invitation. Thus this persecution will be finished when Christ returns. This agrees perfectly with Revelation 13. It says, He, Antichrist, was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. That's 1,260 days. Daniel 7 agrees. He will speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. Again, 1,260 days. This is the very same 1,260 days that the remnant of Israel is kept safe in Jordan from this Antichrist. So, Antichrist will rule as a dictator, world dictator, for three and a half times, at the end of which he will be destroyed by Christ at his return. Then, Daniel 12.11 gives a similar but different measurement of time. And this time, he says, from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. So the time of the seventh trumpet lasts 1,290 days because the seventh trumpet is when the abomination is set up. So apparently there'll be 1,290 days until the conclusion from that time. And that's exactly the time of the Great Tribulation. So this time that starts from the abomination and ends with the second coming is 1,290 days, and that's the Great Tribulation. So, some imagine that that means, because one measurement for Antichrist is 1,260 days, and there's also a measurement of 1,290 days, that they imagine that there, there will be 30 days after the second coming, during which the abomination is still standing. But this makes no sense at all. It can't be that, that it will continue standing for 30 days after Christ's return. That's absurd. And it also contradicts Daniel 9.27 that says the abomination will only stand until Antichrist is destroyed at the end of the 70th week. Therefore, the 1,290 days start 30 days before the 1,260 days because they both end at the same time, at Christ's return. So both the 1260 and the 1290 days end at the same point. That reveals there is a special 30-day interval at mid-tribulation. And it's in that interval that the woman makes her escape. And it's during that time that the Antichrist establishes his world dictatorship along with the Mark of the Beast. Thus the Antichrist will reign for 1,260 days, but from the abomination there are 1,290 days. So the mid-tribulation from the abomination, from the seventh trumpet, until Antichrist world dictatorship, it must be 30 days. By the end of those 30 days, Antichrist will have established his world dominion and brought in the mark of the beast, and the woman will have made her escape to safety. Thus, the time of this interval of escape is 30 days, making the total time of the mid-tribulation interval 33 and a half days. In other words, there's the three and a half days between the death and resurrection of the two witnesses, when the seventh trumpet is blown, followed by 30 days from the abomination to when the Antichrist becomes world dictator. 
making a total of 33 and a half days. This then gives a total time for Daniel's 70th week of 2,555 days, which is exactly seven solar years. You see, 120 days, first of all, of the two witnesses, then the 33 and a half days of the mid-tribulation interval, then the 1,120 days of Antichrist world dominion, and then finally there's one and a half days at the conclusion, which is the long day of the return of Christ who is the greater than Joshua, because we're going to see that the sun is stopped for 12 hours, just as in Joshua's time, when Christ returns. And so the total is 2,255 days, that's exactly seven years, the seven, 70th week of Daniel. Well, Revelation 12 and 13 describe the spiritual warfare between the dragon and Antichrist and God and his Christ, and he describes this warfare coming to its climax. Revelation 12 picks up the story at the moment when the seventh trumpet is blown after the abomination was set up. Having failed to destroy Christ, the dragon focuses on trying to destroy the woman, Israel, because by, by doing that, he can still stop God's plan come to pass, or he thinks he can, because not only must the Messiah come through the woman, but also the messianic kingdom must come through, through her because the Messianic Kingdom's the fulfillment of the Abrahamic and Davidic covenants made to Israel. And so Israel has to receive her Messiah for his kingdom to be set up. And this explains the satanic source of anti-Semitism. With the Antichrist in Israel and about to attain world power, it is very dangerous now for the Jews especially those in the land. Therefore Jesus warned them in Matthew 24 that when they see the abomination they should flee at once to the mountains of Jordan. This escape is described in Revelation 12.6. It says, Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God, I believe it's Petra, that they should feed her there 1,260 days. So this woman has a brief interval a brief window of opportunity to escape and reach this place of safety in the wilderness. Jesus said, flee, don't look back, go for it, because it's a narrow window. She'll be kept safe there and nourished for the time of the Great Tribulation. While Antichrist has 1,260 days of world dominion, the woman will be under divine protection for those same period of time. This fleeing woman is the must be the re believing remnant of Israel because it's only those who believe in Jesus that will heed his warning and flee uh, when the abomination is put up. And this flight of Israel is actually paralleled, parallels Israel's flight from Pharaoh. Pharaoh is a type of the Antichrist and they fled into the wilderness if you remember and that's where God supernaturally protected her, kept her safe and then destroyed Pharaoh's army when he pursued her. And that's exactly going to happen in the same way. Antichrist's army will try and destroy the fleeing woman, but will be swallowed up by the earth. And notice that uh, Israel at the Exodus was kept in the wilderness for 40 years before Joshua brought her into the promised land. Therefore, likewise, Israel will be kept safe and nourished in the wilderness again this time for three and a half years before Jesus, the greater than Joshua, returns to lead her into her promised land, her, the messianic kingdom. <clears throat> so Israel's escape at the seventh trumpet, we saw last time, is made possible by Michael's intervention. 
um, casting Satan out of the heavenlies. And then heaven rejoices at this judgment of Satan that forces him down onto a lower level. And this is a and the and this happens at the seventh trumpet. Um, this is the initial step of the kingdom of God advancing against the kingdom of darkness and removing it from its place of dominion over the earth. And that's exactly what, at, when the seventh trumpet is blown, that's exactly what heaven rejoices about, that this is now the time for the kingdoms of the world to be displaced and removed. And this initially happens with the removing of the angels from their place. That's in verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. And so they are celebrating Michael's victory. They've been, he's been cast down. And this agrees, as I said, with the announcement that happened at the time of the seventh trumpet. It says, then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and is to come because you've taken your great power and reigned. And so the seventh trumpet is all about releasing the judgments that will result in the total overthrow of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdoms of this world from the earth. This is initially manifested by the removal of the fallen angels from their positions in the heavenlies. And this judgment of the seventh trumpet will be concluded at the second coming. Now next, the focus turns to other participants in this spiritual warfare. The believers in Christ, described as the brethren, Satan's described as the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night. Satan's twofold attack against them, the brethren is first as the serpent. He continually accuses them, trying to deceive them into believing they are rejected and condemned by God, thus paralyzing them, their faith and making them ineffective. Secondly, he attacks as the dragon, trying to persecute and kill them. Now the next key verse describes the keys by which the saints overcome these attacks of the enemy. It says, and they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even unto death. So we overcome, firstly, the accusing lies of the enemy by boldly testifying and confessing what God's word says about the blood of Jesus and how it avails for us. We should say, by the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven, I am justified, I'm cleansed, I'm born again, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm set free from all the power of the enemy. And secondly, we overcome under persecution by courageously holding fast our testimony of Christ under fire, confessing that he is our Lord and we belong to him, having been purchased by his blood and that we are willing to be faithful unto death. Even though a martyr's death may seem like a defeat, it is in fact a great victory of faith that resounds to God's glory. The Great Tribulation is a time of mass martyrdom, for multitudes of overcomers will refuse to bow to the Antichrist and take his mark, and they are willing to lay down their lives for Christ, trusting in him and his promise of eternal life and glory with him. Verse 12 says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, 
because now Satan and his angels have been evicted from them. Woe, though, to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devils come down to you, that's to the earth's surface, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now that the devil's been cast down to the earth, he's angrier than ever, because he's lost his place in the heavens, and because he knows he's only got a short time left, three and a half years, before Christ returns to establish his kingdom. Since Christ's return is conditional on Israel existing, and calling on him in faith, Satan's only hope to stop God's plan coming to pass is to destroy Israel. Therefore, it says, now when the dragon saw that he'd been cast to the earth, he persecuted and pursued the woman, Israel, who gave birth to the man-child. This woman, remember, started fleeing at the seventh trumpet. So this confirms that the war in heaven started straight after the seventh trumpet. And so, therefore, the trumpet releases Michael to initiate this war. So that after a few days, um, so actually on that very same day, the devil is defeated and cast down and then immediately starts going after the fleeing woman to destroy her. But of course, God supernaturally protects her and enables her to escape at great speed to her place of safety in Jordan. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to a place where she's nourished for three and a half times from the presence of the serpent. In order to destroy the fleeing woman, the devil, acting as a serpent, stirs up hatred against the Jews in the heart of the Antichrist, causing him to send his armies to pursue and overwhelm the woman. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood. That's a picture of an army. After the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. The flood coming out of the serpent's mouth is symbolic of an army, which God completely destroys by causing the earth to open up and swallow it, just like he destroyed Pharaoh and his army by causing the Red Sea to open up and swallow it. And that's what it says. He, the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, the army, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth to destroy her. Having failed to destroy the woman, he turns his attention to the the destruction of the rest of her children. It says, the, and the dragon was enraged with the woman and went out to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The woman's natural offspring are the Jews, especially the believing Jews. Her spiritual offspring also include the believing Gentiles. For Christ, the man-child, is her offspring and when we believe in Christ, we are put into Christ, according to Galatians 3. Thus, in the great tribulation, the dragon vents his anger and makes war against the rest of the Jews and the believers in Christ, both Jew and Gentile around the world. He does this by using the Antichrist who makes war with the saints and the false prophet also who institutes the mark of the beast so that all who refuse to bow to the Antichrist are killed. And that's a very effective tool to persecute the saints. To make war means that the great tribulation he makes war against the saints. So the Great Tribulation is a time of organized, systematic persecution of God's people, far worse than any other period of persecution. Whereas the term, the Day of the Lord, signifies that this is a time of divine wrath, the terms Tribulation and Great Tribulation, used, also used of this time, convey that it's also a unique time of the wrath of Satan and man against the true believers in Christ and the Jewish people. So there's wrath coming from all directions. 
Well, after Revelation 12 describes the woman's escape during the 30 days to a place of safety for 1,260 days, we now go to Revelation 13, which describes the establishment of Antichrist's world dictatorship, taking control of the economy through the mark of the beast and requiring the world to worship him. And this will last for the very same 1,260 days as, the, as those 1,260 days when the woman is kept safe. It's also the 42 months of Gentile trampling the holy city of East Jerusalem in Revelation 11 too. This time is limited and brought to an end by Christ's return. Revelation 13 then continues from Revelation 12 in describing the first month of the Great tri Tribulation. Remember, the chapter divisions are not in the original text. So, so Revelation 13 immediately continues from the last chapter where the dragon's just been cast down to the earth at the seventh trumpet and knows he's got just a short time to destroy God's people and take full control of the world so as to stop God's plan to take dominion of the earth. So now we see in Revelation 13 what he does at this time and his main instrument in achieving that purpose and that is the beast. And so the beast which is the Antichrist. Through Satan's power the Antichrist quickly rises to power at this time and becomes world dictator, controlling the political, the financial and the religious realms. And this is what chapter 13 is all about. First, John is shown the political beast, representing the succession of Gentile world empires that have dominated Israel, of which the Antichrist and his world empire is the final manifestation. Then I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rising out of the sea, having ten, seven heads and ten horns, which are on the seventh head, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Next time, we will continue our study of this beast, which is Satan's instrument, which he uses to try and establish his power on, in the earth, and which will rise to its greatest level of power in the Great Tribulation. If you want to know more about end time prophecy and the book of Revelation, can I recommend my big reference book called The uh, Panorama of Prophecy. It's over 600 pages and we've produced it in a large size version which makes it more enjoyable to read with a bigger print and uh, it's available uh, for 40 pounds and uh, this will be a book to, to have for a lifetime. Of course, if you want to pay a little less, uh, you can buy the, uh, the book in half this size, in the A5 version, and that, and that will be, I think, £15. So again, take the Word of God into you. Study it in depth, and this will be a good place to really get the whole revelation of Bible prophecy in your heart. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086